Put your clocks ahead, Ray. It's time to put your clocks ahead. It's coming up. Don't you find? Uh, yeah, we're still doing that. <laughs> still doing it. You're opposed to this concept. I just don't understand. I mean, again, I fundamentally understand, but come on. You just screw everybody up for weeks. Your body can't adjust to that hour difference of time change. And again, who are we to say what time it is? Well, that's a whole... Yes. <laughs> preaching at the choir on that. But I'm just saying, to me, it's a little bit like... I mean, how many joys do we have? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like hiding a $100 bill at the bottom of the cookie jar. Uh, okay, not the bottom of the mm-hmm. cookie jar, because no, you're going to find that one quickly over and over. Um, you know, the bottom of the hamper, yeah, let's say. Sure, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... So all of a sudden, hey! Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. On a cloudy day, when yeah. it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. Well, it's going to happen in March, though. Well, yeah, but... It's, and again, March here, it's going to snow some more. Uh, now you got sun, it's glaring off of you in the evening. Ugh. I like it. <laughs> I hate when, when it gets dark at four thirty, five o'clock. I, yeah. I just don't know why we're still in, in existence. I enjoy it. It's just like a nice warm blanket. <sighs> so cold just and like, dark feeling yep. for me. Oh, it's nice. I feel so sad about it's it. so safe and comfy. Listeners, write in and ask us, tell us what, what you, you prefer. <laughs> I think I'm in the minority. Yeah. I think a lot of people hate uh, hate the darkness at the early time. Well, I hate to be so predictable, but I mean, come on. Uh, sure. It's just, I do like it. It's co- It's cozy. I like being cozy. It's not cozy. Yeah, dark, cozy. God, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow. Yes. Aside from all of that. Daylight giving's time. We agree to disagree. That's fine. And we're still friends. How about that? Sure, 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 sure. Um, Yeah, these are the things that I think about. All kinds of stuff. Three is the magic number and all that. I'm just talking about that. I'm going to start singing it. Yeah. Again. Sorry. No, it's okay. It, there's always something going back in the background, in my head, a yeah. song. Yeah. So you got that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, what in the devil, you know, I was always used to saying, asking what the topic was, and then these days, you know, we're sort of will I, nil I. Oh, yeah. And there is no topic. No, mine's even even an obscure form of what we do today. The most form of obscure etymological well, Idiom. I don't know the most, but no, yeah, one of the more rare breeds. Yeah, something else. What do you got? Am I going for it? Nice. I'm gonna do like uh, you know, when we pitched the show originally, we thought we'd we'd answer some questions too, like odd questions, not necessarily etymologies. I guess they are. I don't know, but anyway, mine is why, 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 why LB for for pound? Oh yeah, for pound. Why is the, is LB? The abbreviation for uh, the English American unit of weight pound. Yeah, why? Why? Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. Are we okay? Can I tell that story? The LBs? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, can, I think, right? Because again, I don't know. I think it even speaks more to how we're we're in the minority of the users in the world. Of yeah, the yeah, LBs. yeah. Yeah, it speaks to that. Lots, and I think so. I mean. So so uh, I'm in my uh, one of my local Indian grocers purchasing, you know, some uh, spices, etc. And I needed some uh, basmati rice. Yeah. And so I I'm, I don't want an Indian grocer has those big giant sacks 
you know, 25-pound yeah. bags and everything. Yeah. And 50-pound bags. Yeah. And I'm looking for just a little bag. A right, normal, normal person-sized bag. Yeah, like a, a, yeah. And so I hunt the guy down. I'm like, hey, man, you got any little, ba- little bags or mm-hmm. containers of rice? Mm-hmm. And he's, he looks at me and he thinks, and then he says, hey, I... I I do. I have a 4LB. <laughs> Can you use 4LB? Yeah. And I said to think about it because I didn't see that coming. Right. You know? <laughs> what is he saying to me? You're like, wait, what? And uh, <laughs> and then I realized, uh, yes, 4LB is 4LB perfect. 4LB is way better than 50LBs. And so he led me to a, a little corner where I would never have spotted these small containers tucked away. Yeah. 4LBs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and like I say, you know, he speaks two languages, and so he gets to at least two. I don't know. I don't right. know the man. <laughs> Might speak ten. And as far as I know, it's just the, it's just yeah. the two. <laughs> and he gets to our weights and measures, and he doesn't. He's looking at that like what the. Even if he knew that was pounds, he doesn't know it's pounds, yeah, and he's why? just like, what? What is that? How that can't. Pound? LB couldn't possibly mean pound, so it must be something else. <laughs> I'll just say LB. LB. Yeah. Well, LB is a, a standardized unit of weight uh, and mass currently equal to uh, 16 ounces or 7,000 grains. Wait. Yeah. Grains? Grains. Not of rice. N- uh, well, it's a grain. That's the thing is that we used to weigh things that, that way. We'd weigh, I think it was uh, rice or barley. Grain. Um, but it wasn't always 16 ounces. No? No. Originally, uh, it was equal to 12 ounces. Come on. Or 5,760 grains. Originally, this 12 ounces uh, in the system of troy weight, which they're saying, which is used in stating the weight of precious metals. But then 13th century... We had an we had two more ounces, so now we're at a merchant's pound of fifteen ounces. Oh, I knew it was going to be some kind of baker's dozen <laughs> yeah. activity. A merchant's pound uh, was used for more bulky commodities, and then the fourteenth century is when we went to the sixteen ounce uh, pound for merchants and consumers. Everybody, across everyone the board. gets sixteen ounces. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, for for everyone who doesn't know, the pound a pound is a unit of of mass measurement uh, here in the United States and Britain and somewhere else, Libya. No, Liberia. I can't remember. I'm sorry, everybody. It isn't India. Um, no, the American Empire here. We've agreed upon the definition of a pound. So starting in July of 1959, the international pound, LB, is now exactly defined as, ready? Yeah. Point four five three five nine two three seven kilograms. Yeah, why a number like this? Well, that's how it works out. All of our made-up English measurements are now based upon real measurements of the metric system <laughs> that actually have definitions and unfortunately this is what we're left with little bits of hard numbers but all of our all of our uh, our measurements are are defined via metric measurements does that make sense well it, it does only to a point you know because the thing about these things that i start thinking about it and then i say come on you, why why bother think you got other things to think about sure but you're curious so 
to me, somewhere in a room with locks and keys mm-hmm. is a little piece of metal that equals the official one pound. Correct. Right? Correct. And anyone melts that metal down, chips a piece of it off, or loses it, right. we're screwed. No one knows what a pound is. <laughs> well, that used to be the case for sure. Uh, back in the days when these things were tough to make and manufacture. In the 1878 uh, Weights and Measures Act, the standard pound is a platinum cylinder. This is so, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, nearly, one, nearly, nearly 1.35 inches high and uh, 1.15 inches in diameter. They give you 34 millimeters high and 29 millimeters in diameter. Again, actual measurements you can measure. Um, <laughs> and the edges are carefully rounded off. Like, what? It's like, what does that mean? Has, <laughs> That's weight that you're rounding has, I know. And it has a groove about some way around the top so it can be, like, picked up by a fork. You know, it's, like, uh, grooved. So you can grab it like a... Uh, not... You wouldn't use... Uh, uh, whatever the hell forklift, but like a forklift, you'd grab it from the outside, and it would be. I, I get you. Yeah. Like what? It, but like you said, this is a room. There's a person that carries this around that would have <laughs> been like the official measurer of some point, right? Be- yeah. Because we're not carrying. Everyone doesn't have access to this platinum cylinder. Um. So yeah, I mean, really, it does harken back to that, and like we've got. So then how are we doing this? We've got this one platinum cylinder wherever we are, maybe, within, you know, town's reach. I don't know. Do you think every single, like, church had these measurements on hand? They they couldn't have across across everywhere? No, it it, it seems really difficult. That's why I think about it. Right. So then how are they, you know, how are you getting any kind of of real, you know, 13-ounce, 12-ounce, 14th century, 16-ounce pound? You got... You got some guy. You got some person there, right? With the, with the, what? Just like they're like I don't know. Then the, they use the grains. I think that's what happens. Is that you end up using those grains because you have the grains on hand. But I mean, moisture absorption. Oh yeah. Whatever the grains are going to weigh a lot different. I mean, I, I would imagine things were in a, you know things happen. The baker's dozen. It showed us that you don't skimp. You're not sure. You're not a hundred percent sure where you. Well, got. that was you got you got your face Hands. nailed to the door. Or right. Something, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you skimped. <laughs> exactly. So you didn't dare skimp there. But how do they, like, like you know, they say like a yard used to be uh, right. tip of your nose to, to the your, end of your finger. Fingertip. Yeah, exactly. Made but up. If, I had a, if I had a shop that sold rope or yarn or whatever, I would just hire a short-arm Jimmy. Like exactly. I'd hire right. the well, they, s- shortest-arm person I could find, you know, right? I mean, it used to be, the, I mean, again, I've heard that they used to be based off of the whatever the ruler was. So, like, if the king changes, then the yard changes. Is that what you're saying? And again, they're, you know, they're broad strokes of measurement at this oh, point. Oh, the king. And then somebody gets those marks. I thought so. And then sells sticks I, that yeah. are equal to the king's nose to finger. Right. But then, again, you get a new new, new person. Then what? Then it's what? not the shopkeeper or something. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I think there were, you know, the, we were well into scientific things by here. We had we had the weights. We had the sets, places. I mean, we, we could find these out. We could actually have, have real sort of consistency. Just it would be hard to make it everywhere, I think. You wouldn't have the, the actual platinum cylinder, obviously. You would have to have your own. You'd weigh it whenever they came around town. <laughs> Weigh it against what, though? Well, you'd just weigh it. You'd have your scales. 
you know, which is is where is where we're heading. I'm going to get us back on the track. Okay, sorry. No, I, it's fine. I, am really I was happy to go there because it was nice. So LB's yeah. LB uh, isn't even an abbreviation for pounds. It's shorthand for pounds weight. Just in case you wanted to know that. B is a W. LB. Well, but what? Well, L. If you if that thing for pound, you know, is kind of like an L, right? Yeah. Well, the symbol that the uh, English use for their money, yes. And but other weight people. is B. Pounds weight. I'm just saying that's what that's what the abbreviation is for. We'll get there. Okay. So, it's not because of this. This is not why. It's the other way around. But I'm going to give you a hint. Do you have any idea why, Jay? Why we we say LB in a weight sense? For pounds. Only that that guy at the Indian grocer said it. <laughs> I've never heard Any, of it before. That. Anything with a scale, any kind of thing ringing out with like a scale LB. in LB. Totally cool if not. L- uh, no, I got nothing. That's great. No worries. There is a zodiac. I'm just giving hints. There's a zodiac sign. There's a zodiac sign and a constellation located in the southern celestial hemisphere. That would also help you get there. That Little be... Bipper. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I'm trying. Nice. Um, there are over 83 stars within this constellation borders. This is just these are just fun star facts. Now, so the brightest stars in the Libra constellation, uh, they form a quadra- quadrangle that distinguishes it from the unaided observer. Traditionally, alpha and beta are considered to represent the scale's balance beam, uh. while gamma and sigma are the weighing pans. Uh. Libra is an Italian word that goes all the way back. So LB is an abbreviation of the Italian word Libra. Drum roll. Oh. And the, yeah, the primary meaning of Libra uh, was was balance or scales. Uh, I saw Libra is defined as a balance, a pair of scales as well. Um, but they also stuck it in there with the scales. The Libra Pondo is where we started using it before we started abbreviating it, abbreviating it uh, which means... Again, translated to a pound by weight. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we got the pound word in English from the Pondo of the Libra Pondo, obviously. But we were like, but let's stick. We don't want to lose that LB. Yeah. We want to keep that around. We'll keep that Libra in LB form. Yes. But we know it's pound, though. We know it's Pondo. pondo. Yeah, Libra Pondo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the Libra, this LB for pound comes in around the same thing, the 14th century. When we get to our... It's our 16 ounces. We made it. We get the 16 ounce pound with the LBs. There should have been an easier way oh, to no, do I'm, this. Oh, no, I apologize. I am so sorry that we used it for the 12 ounce pound as well. I apologize. I skipped I skipped my, my sentence there. Well, that's academic. Yeah. Um, but that is, is really kind of, kind of the way. It is uh, Libra Pondo. Libra weight, Pondo. A pound by weight. Translated to a pound by weight. Because of the... Sc- the star scale people. Well, that's why it's named that. It's Libra. named that because of the of the weight scale thing. The there's a balance. They say that the the stars in Libra make a a balance beam and two two weighing pans in the thing. And it's I don't know. You know you know how how constellations are. You grow up thinking that they're all on the same plane too. 
like, oh, you look at Orion's belt, there's three stars. They're not right. next to each other. Not at all. Like They're, like, crazy far away and, like, distant. Like, one's way far behind. I mean, again, there's no up or down space. But anyway. Right. They line up to our To eyes. our eye from our observational point. But they don't exist somewhere else. Right? Crazy. No, they can't. Uh, Libra, though. I mean, if you're on another planet in another galaxy, they don't line up at all. No, they wouldn't. Not in, not in the same way. Mm, mm, mm. I know. It's crazy. Pound by weight. Libra Pondo. <laughs> I'm going to ask for a Libra Pondo. You get this in a five Libra Pondo kind of size? Like, I ain't never heard of that brand. Uh, well, that's uh, riveting. Yeah. I like that one. I do. I like to know. Four LBs. Yeah, four Libra Pondos. I shouldn't say that to him. He won't know. So, hey, Rebecca has uh, something that may weigh something. It's heavy. Heavy stuff. <laughs> the commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today. Which was positive, for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. <laughs> Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. So, hey, yes, everyone, hello. Hello. Man. Yes. Ray. Yeah. You know what? What's that? A whole nine yards, the nine is a number. Yeah. Whole nine yards pod. Yeah. Whole nine yards pod, nine's a number. Yeah. And people can get to us. They can get right to us. Like, we will read what you say. There's no lines. No. We're right here. Yeah, just say, say it. Callers. No, what is it? Operators are standing by. Yeah. Yeah. 24 <laughs> 7. Got our headsets on and everything. No, you can get it at that whole nine yards pod on the Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. That's exactly right. Whole nine yards pod on yeah. those things. And then whole nine yards podcast if you're if you're a Facebooker or uh, 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 a Mimi. I heard they're going to start charging. I don't know what the deal is with that. Everything. Um, one day. One day. Yeah. I believe one day. So nice, yeah. One day is today if we make it today. Yeah, every day is that day. Mm -hmm. Sorry, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? So write to us, tell yeah. us things. It'll be great, and we might get some ideas. Yeah, constructive feedback. You never know what's going to come to your mind to say to us. Exactly. Yeah. Or the email, whichever way. Oh, the email, Rebecca will give you sure. the end. Yeah. Sure. So oh, yeah, what's on? What's on your afternoon pre-daylight savings time episode oh man it's coming <laughs> yeah get ready this is coming <laughs> uh that's a little tony horton so 
you know what else? I'm oh, telling you fun. what. Um, in in one of my favorite, probably my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, That's a wonderful life. Thanks. You're welcome. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> it's closer to the end, I think, and and the the cop or someone who's you know. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter. He says to George, what in the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. Sam Hill. Sam Hill. And the funny thing. What about in the Sam Hill? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's how you say it. Yeah. And the funny thing about this one, I mean, we've been asked about this one uh, many times. Yes. And I usually fluff it off. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah I don't know that that's going to be all that much. Yeah. But it's it's on the list. But so many people ask, mm-hmm. and we just do what the people want. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it'll make your big toe shoot up inside your boot. <laughs> what? That's little Richard talking about Jimi Hendrix. Huh? Uh, the things that are in my head. Yeah, I don't know that one. That's yeah. Still don't get it, but that's cool. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so sam hill yeah what everybody in the sam hill does that even mean with the boot thing yeah the boot thing <laughs> yeah um what in the sam hill is that all right so uh, 1727 uh this politician sam hill oh okay in in gulf guilford connecticut although in 1727 connecticut wasn't a state but there was still it was a connecticut type area you know what i mean the area yeah the area of new england called connecticut, connecticut. I don't, yeah colony or something it's tr- tricky to think about <laughs> <laughs> the state to become connecticut yeah the they didn't know to become connecticut. how are they gonna know right <laughs> anyway uh, this politician sam hill sam hill you know he had a reputation for being a, a rabble rouser and um He'd, uh, you know, they he'd get you what you want. Okay. He'll give you what you want. He, he does the things you like. Yeah. And so much so that people began to say, give him the Sam Hill. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that meant, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Be forceful and give him the yeah. thing, you know? Okay, I see. You get in there. Yeah. And you get on that Sam Hill. You do it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are a large contingent of people who believe that's the origin. A lot of them are from Connecticut. But um, 1819 to 1889, that's a convenient stretch of uh, even number lifespan there. Oh, nice. Sam W. Hill was a man who lived and... um, Sam W. Hill... Apparently, Sam W. Hill, um, this came up a couple different places with varying ideas about his life uh, that varied. And, you know, Mm. unless it's my actual job uh, that I could spend three weeks researching this particular Sam Hill, this is the most I got for you. (laughs) But but trust me, it's all you need. Highlights. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He, this fellow uh, was a surveyor. Okay. And his, his last name was Hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go figure, right? Bookman. Yeah. I know. So, uh, I mean, he could have been Chalkline or something. Hey, it's Jim Chalkline. <laughs> Sam, Sam Chalkline. 
So, sorry, people. He swore more than Rebecca, it seems, like oh, a lot. Okay. Just like, just a lot. Yeah, super casual. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, vulgar uh, stuff, too, would pour from his face. So, so much so that people around him, and I guess he was quite a popular figure, so he he knew a lot of people, they would just substitute his name for a vulgarity. Oh. And it was understood what you meant. You meant to swear vulgarly. Okay, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is, uh, again, mid-1800s, let's call it. Get your Sam Hill in here. Whatever, you know? Uh-huh, okay. You Sam Hill and Sam Heller. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're starting to get the hang of that. <laughs> I'm on the trolley. <laughs> so, in the 1890s, there's this kind of uh, railroad uh, magnate of sorts. Guess his name. <laughs> and... uh and see, his claim to it is is really uh, a little vague. Uh, it's only that he was popular and did a lot, bought a lot of art, built a lot of things, did some stuff. Yeah, yeah he was everywhere. Yeah, a- and so for that, uh, people seem to think that they would you would use his name in a vainish sort of way to say, you know, what in this. What in the? How could this be? What in the Sam Hill? Did you come up with this time? You know, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. How'd you pull this one off? Yeah. Okay, Sam Hill, you noted puller offer of things. But that one's probably not it because self-reported. <laughs> self-reported, <laughs> like that guy, the, yeah. uh, that golfer dude That's with the M, of, yeah, the with mulligan, the mulligan, yep. yeah. <laughs> the hell's going on talk shows claiming the? I guess if you would make right? some money. Seriously. I yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy that you said I am. Yep. Yeah, thing, what are you gonna thing. I did that? You got a hotel room for me? I'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Hill. Oh you. What in the Sam eighteen eighty Samuel Ewing. You guessed it Hill. <laughs> so many Sam Hills. There's so many. I mean it's gotta be. It's just it's just a name. So yeah, sure. It's a name. It's just a name. Uh, this guy was in some kind of uh, army person in Kentucky, I think. And uh, he had something to do with trying to figure out what was going on with the Hatfields and McCoys mm. and did stuff with the governors of Kentucky and West Virginia to try to, to bridge some gaps there. And, uh, you know, you talk to the Hatfields, okay? Then you go over to the other hauler there and you talk to the McCoys. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, like a, or a mediator. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then you come out and yeah. you talk to the governors. Yeah. And you go back again. Now, the Hatfields may say something about the McCoys or about the history and the McCoys may say something else. And you're the, you're the person trying to make peace. Yeah. You know, so you're not going to reveal everything you're gonna take it all in and find the best way to help help them mend fences sure um but the governors weren't happy about this because they weren't getting all the information but he was like trust me i gotta just do it like this i'm doing it i'm a diplomat you know what i mean sure okay i got i think i got you yeah and so they uh, reported to the journalist that got printed in the paper. We don't know what the Sam Hill's going on over there. Oh. Because only Sam Hill knows. You know what I mean? Okay. 
But maybe that's not it. You know why? No. I'm going to tell you. That guy was fake. No, he was real. Okay. These are real All people. Right. All right. There was, uh, you know, in the early 20s, a millionaire, Sam Hill, that, uh, like that other railroad magnate, just was known for doing a lot of things, made things happen, had some uh, business with Queen Marie of Romania, I guess, mm. because that stirred things up at the time. Yeah. Uh, today, it was license. Yeah. But... Um, I don't like I don't like his claim to it because it yeah it just feels uh, he's like no no that 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 other guy with the same name it's me it's me what also sort of uh, quasi self reporting yeah I mean, it feels like you can't be the same guy yeah and here <laughs> it's 1920 we were already using it in the 1800s oh right uh, uh, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know back in 1920. You didn't. You didn't have uh, quick access to an online OED, etc. No, so can't pull up that wiki. You could hear the phrase and go, "That's hey, that's me. That's me." I'm yeah, me. I'm the Sam Hill. That's me. I'm mm-hmm. Sam Hill. <laughs> no, that's mine. Yeah, right. I looked through the dusty law books. Yeah, uh, three sheets to the wind. Of yeah, course. Thank sure. you, our friend Doug. Classic. That. Always a classic. Yeah. Um, Dictionary of Idioms, Scholastic Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turbin. Mm-hmm. Oxford uh, Dictionary of Word Origins, nothing nothing yeah. about it there, you know. Yeah. Very nice way to say very bad things. I guess this wasn't bad enough, is no, it's not no, in there. There's no vulgarity. Ooh, man, that book's got some stuff in it, though. <laughs> um, 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue is, doesn't talk That's about Sam Hill. No. Not vulgar enough. Not vulgar enough, yeah. Well, it's taken the place of vulgarity, so I guess... That's true. It's funny that so way. So it's like nice. It's the polite way to say. The Cassell's Dictionary of Slang, however, one that um, includes some interesting pieces, yeah. goes ahead and says that it originated, or originated, however you like to pronounce those syllables, Either accents. Way. I think so. Early 19th century in America, United States, let's say. Okay. Um, OED likes to call it Down to the Wire, 1839. Hey, we did Down to the Wire. Yeah. What in the Sam Hill is that feller balling about uh, referring to a uh, a political quote from 1839? That's, But, you know, uh, we just discussed it recently, how we have discovered, man, the OED. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not always the drop-dead... No, no. They'll give you a, a ballpark area, but sometimes their their first use is not uh, not the first is use. Not the first use, and you know they got their researchers, and we're they're doing their best. Hey, man, I I'm counting on you. That's true. It's tough to to yeah, but that's that's not always the first. It's not, you know. Yeah, you can't just go the you know you can't just go to Wikipedia and copy paste. We got to go to two or three websites folks <laughs> <laughs> and all these books and all these books yeah so man here's the one i like all right well there's there's two i don't love this one so much 1825 carl maria von weber's opera der freischutz hmm. all right it premiered here in america united states that is 1825 okay the opera sort of has this character that's a demon of sorts oh. named Samuel. Yeah. And it has been suggested by a, a fellow named uh, Sokol, A.E. Sokol. 
that because of that opera, Samuel was sort of extracted mm-hmm. and uh, you know had its way with to become Sam Hill because it's often it's hell or the devil. Yeah, is uh, is sort of the definition of why. But Sam Hill was many things, and one of the things he was uh, in the early 19th century was a store owner in what is now Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, he had what we learn is an eclectic collection of things in his store. You imagine 1825, there was no Amazon. I mean, you walked in a place and if they had two different things, you might spend all day weighing out which one of these aprons am I buying? Right. Which one of these egg beaters should I buy? That's I can't believe one. there's two of them. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> You know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> and so... Uh, I don't want fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> now you're on the trolley again. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sam Hill. Uh, so so that became known... You know, what in the Sam Hill... It meant sort of what in the... Holy mackerel, mm-hmm. Annie, all this stuff. Yeah. So again... We only see it in 1839, but there are smatterings of suggestion that it was in the vernacular in the 18th century, although we have no documents. Mm-hmm. So where did it come from? 1830, uh, Rhode Island Independent Inquirer, this writer decided to publish this sort of fictitious story. And the story is inquisitive about where the term Sam Hill began. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wow. uh, it was fun to me because it's on a ship, takes place on a ship with sort of pirate talk. You know, he's got all the jargon spelled out for you to read the little story in, in the newspaper. Yeah. But you come away with no real answer. He's He's really just being clever and provoking people because he can. But it also sort of indicates that the term was in use, but that it's still pretty new and fun for people. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can garner from that. Yeah. So yes, the opera is a nice one, but but there isn't anything that shows it make that jump. There aren't permutations of Sam Mel, Sam Mill, and then Sam Hill. It's just boom, it's mm-hmm. just Sam Hill. So we're left with nothing except we know it's fun. It sounds like hell. <laughs> uh, and you could get away with swearing in front of uh, lady folk in the 19th century without really swearing. Yeah, sure. And um, we know it's a common name, and so it's easy for people to try to attribute it to, <laughs> as I've sort of tried to lay the groundwork for mm-hmm. Uh, explaining all the Sam Hills. There are more. Uh, you're welcome. I skipped over. So <laughs> so many. I skipped. I did. <laughs> but I I enjoy that your favorite is, uh, is the yeah. opera, Carl Maria von Weber's opera, Der Freischultz. Nice. Maybe. But there's, uh, whew, there's nothing that makes you feel strong about it. <laughs> All these guys say Sam Hill, a name Sam Hill, think it's about them. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm sorry that was long, huh? It was yeah. winded. There was a lot there. No, was but there was there. really, it's all just yeah. people trying to, yeah. What else do you know? 
That's about it. <laughs> I wore Quinny, you out. Huh? You Quinny, Quinny Ticket. Quinnyac Ticket. That's a Connecticut. Yeah. What's that from? Rohegan Pequot word oh, yeah. for Long Tidal River. Hoochie Mama. Quinny, damn it. Quinnecticut. Quinnecticut. Looks, looks kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, that's what I know. That was that's free. That one there <laughs> that's right. wasn't even. That's at the end, just tossing it in. Yeah, right in. Let us know what you think, uh, thoughts, feelings, whatever. Yeah, suggestions, relative criticisms. Yeah, and uh, that's all I got. It's uh, it's uh, it's wonderful. Everything's good. Yeah, I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. We're, We're not idiots. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.